Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is the D.L. Hughley Show on President's Day. Now look, it's been a while since we felt like celebrating the Oval Office, so you know we're going to take advantage this year by taking the day off for President's Day. But we're not going to leave you to fend for yourself. You'll hear some of the funniest moments from the D.L. Hughley Show. That's how we do it, right here on the D.L. Hughley Show. Happy President's Day. That was Mariah. Shake it off. You should always do that. You should always do that. Unless you want the front of your pants wet. I'm just telling you that, Jack. That's a word from the wise, baby. You can do that in your 30. Try that at past 40. See what happens to you. You'd be having a sweater wrecked around your waist to tell you that. You know, Jesse Smollett <clears throat> might go back to jail. Because he don't know when to shut up. Yeah, his conviction for that hate crime was upheld. He thought it was going to be overturned because, you know, he appealed. Yeah. And let me tell you something. This is true. I know keeping your mouth shut makes you a horrible date, but a great witness. <laughs> Shutting your mouth a lot might not get you a second date, but it won't get you arraigned either. Let me just tell you that. Well, let's stop here. He believes that Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be very bad for the community, which is what That's everybody great. has said from <laughs> since Columbine, that video games and, and music have this influence on people. So if Grand Theft Auto is why we vibe, is Pac-Man why we fat? I mean, <laughs> Dolly Parton looks spectacular. I thought so. Now, you know, it was weird to see her uh, The Pins thong hanging out of that, but that was kind of... <laughs> well, she did have on a bodysuit. I think that was smart. She still The bodysuit had Tupperware at the bottom. I'm just telling you guys. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, join us on the program. A very, very talented young man and a humanitarian. I ain't got to say all that. Put your hands, <laughs> put your hands together for Malik Yoba. How you doing, man? Say it twice, man. I can use it twice today. <laughs> I did not know this. I mean, in, in preparation for the interview with you, I know you're, you're doing, you're working, um, you know, of course, with black men uh, and also mental health as well as, uh, you know, physical health. I had no idea you had a, a, a quadruple bypass surgery. You look like the picture of health. Well, that's, yeah, man, that's the scariest part, bro. You know, you're walking around and you're working out and you're eating well. And you're doing all the right things, and then you realize that there's actually blockage in your arteries. How, um, how did you realize that? What was there like? Would you start feeling bad? Uh, yeah, I was filming um, the last OG, and um, I thought I had heartburn. I finished work, had a little sandwich, took a bike ride, um, and then I felt what I thought was heartburn. Went to the doctor a couple of days later because it persisted. And it took a few months to realize what it was because I had to go through a series of blood tests and stool tests and ultimately angiogram, ultimately a, a, C, a T, CT scan and a, an angiogram revealed four blocked arteries. Now, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I had like my, no. both my parents had it. Um, they both had okay. surgery. But I, I thought I, I beat it, you know, just with my lifestyle. But. What I learned. So it's hereditary, and there was nothing you could do about it, right? So, right. So we hear predisposition, we hear hereditary, and I think one of the most important things why I become so passionate about educating folks is that there are two proteins that if you if you do have heart disease in your family, and you know of our generation, you know I'm fifty. It was fifty three years old when it happened. 
Um, you believe you're eating right, you're doing all the right things, you look healthy, but there's something called lipoprotein, little a, yep. C-reactive yep. protein. And if those levels are elevated, then that's an indicator. And unfortunately, 70% of people that have heart attacks or any heart issue or heart disease, Man. not only that, but if you get your yearly physical, the cholesterol levels will read as normal, within normal range. So it's that much more um, detailed. Yeah, they, um, they do a test called uh, where they test the particles. I, I think I, I, we get it. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because because when you're younger, you don't think like this. <laughs> you just be like, man, I'm 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 doing good. And I think you got to be an advocate for your own health, both mentally and physically, obviously. But you have to know kind of what things to ask for because you know sometimes that's a, it's like a bit tr- like trying to describe a sound to somebody. Well, that's, that's what's crazy, exactly, because when you go in there, so in my case, all right, Doc, you go down that path of heartburn, so they're prescribing protocol for heartburn, which isn't addressing sure. your real issue, which is right, the burning OTC, that I was yeah. feeling was actually lactic acid, because when the arteries are blocked, the body will grab any liquid, right? And so that's what it's pushing through, and that's what you feel. Some some people don't feel anything. So like Isaac Hayes is a for instance, right? We I don't know if this is what it was with him, but we know he died when he was on the treadmill. Like those kinds of things happen. Oh, my man was in the gym and he just fell over and, and died and, and that kind of thing. And yeah, you don't know. And and so this has definitely become, you know, another part of the mission in terms of advocacy for things that now that you scared the out of me, I, I, I got to get off the phone now. Thanks a lot, Malik. But you, you know, you, you said you getting those particles, and that's it. I do those particles. Do. That's that lipoprotein. Yeah, you know, I making do. sure that those that cholesterol isn't building up, and the calcium isn't building up. So um, that I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing well. I would have never. It's, it's it's like like some people. You 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 sure gonna have a heart attack, and they don't. Like some people, you short. Some, I don't know how this is walking around. You're not. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't see how this is gonna get out the car. Wait a minute, but um, <laughs> always good to hear from you, man. You, you still you playing guitar, though, much right? Love always, man. Thank you. All right, take care, man. Take care of yourself. All right, yeah, talk to you. A popular refrain today is "Never before has this nation." been so divided and we say that uh, we say that so often I think that we begin to believe it which means that we have no appreciation for where we have been and where we are right now we have no context never before have we been so divided when our election system is based on the last time we were this divided we were so divided that hundreds of thousands of people died the electoral college system is based on trying to make the people who seceded from the union feel a little less traitorous We've never been so divided. We've never been so divided. I'll hear people say some of the most inane things. We're so sensitive now. We used to be a nation where you could die or go to jail for drinking out of the same fountain or going to the same bathroom or voting somewhere or working somewhere. We used to be like we're more sensitive now. There used to be words that would get you in trouble. Like if you didn't say, sir, we used to be we're more sensitive now. We have no context. Literally, at one point, black people can go to the bathroom. Then gays couldn't go to the bathroom. Now transgender can't go to the bathroom. Now what begs the question, what the hell are white people keeping in those bathrooms? We have always, and if we've never been this, we've never been this divided, when did you think it abated? When was it better? 
When when is this euphoria, this this panacea that we hit where everybody got along? What generally happened was you didn't have to hear people complaining, so it was better for you. But there has never been. I remember IHOP. Uh, they took everybody back to the fifties. They did this campaign. They don't know how bad it was because if we went back to the fifties, we wouldn't be able to eat at those restaurants. Black people don't want to go back. We want to go forward. The only place for us is for, and the, it it hasn't been that good all that long. If we had a space, uh, a time machine, it would use two dollars worth of gas and probably go to two thousand eight. <laughs> We've never been that invited before. To put it in context, uh, Ruby Bridges, the young girl who integrated schools in, in New Orleans, has a TikTok page, not one that somebody mans for her. She has an Instagram page. She has she's on social media. She was born in 1954. She is 10 years older than me. And a lot of the people who tortured her and threw rocks at her and forced her to have to have armed guards with her are just about her age too. The parents of them are just about their age too. We've never been so divided. It is an asinine thing to say because to know what we are, you have to accept what we were and we won't even do that. We don't even have the, the, the benefit of hindsight because we refuse to look back. When you tell me we've never been so divided, my question to you is date certain when were we not? That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Welcome, Jamal Kingsley, the militant man here to recognize black folk who are making black history. Hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man, here to recognize black folks who are making black history today. Oh, you know I'm going to get this party started right. Honoring the one and only Kamala D. Harris, the first African-American woman to be elected to the office of the Vice Presidency of the United States of America. She's also the first woman to be elected to that office and the first South Asian American to be elected to that office. But why are we surprised? Kamala Harris is used to being first. She was the first person of color elected as the district attorney of San Francisco. Kamala Harris was also the first African-American and the first woman and the first South Asian American to hold the office of attorney general in the state of California's history. Kamala Harris was also the first African-American to represent California in the United States Senate. Oh yes, as they say, Kamala, gone girl. She's the first at damn near everything. So let's give a big salute to Kamala Harris, one of the black folks making black history today. Think about it, my brother. I didn't know none of that. That's great, None of it? Get ready to laugh and stay informed. Join D.L. Hughley on the D.L. Hughley Show podcast. Available on UrbanOnePodcast.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't miss out. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's President's Day on the D.L. Hughley Show. Well, what exactly does that mean? I'm not sure, but it means we get a day off. But check it out. We're going to give you some of the funniest moments from the D.L. Hughley Show. Turn it up. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Yep. So you can tell me about this Rhode Island goofy dude. Mm-hmm. We don't even know who this is. Who is this? <laughs> you see what Roland did to that dude? No. What? Oh, I my God. This. He ate him alive. It was crazy. I love it when Roland does that, though. Absolutely yeah. love it. I mean, in between dancing and uh, wearing ascots <laughs> and daishikis. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roland is like, it's like a, a Kwame Thurston Howe. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what all that's about? Eric Adams was, you mean the mayor of New York? We can see the mayor of New York, right? He was accused of a lot of things. You know they confiscated his phones off the street. So them big ass ears, he should have knew what was happening. What is he? (laughs) Why are you talking about his ears? The the one thing, when your ears are that big, the one thing you should never be is surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) Now, come on, that's the one thing. If you got big ears or eyes, you should never be shocked about anything. (laughs) Um, the, The thing I was remarking on is when you see somebody, because you have your own unique style. Right. right. Did you dislike what I had on at the show? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think it was hard for you to get a pass backstage? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. I didn't dislike it. I hated it. I hated it so much. I'm like, why is he walking to my room like that? And of course, the number one of the top five don'ts for your office holiday party. Don't get too handsy. Hell no, nah, don't do that. You've been drinking a little bit. The resources right good. there. Hell yeah. Not good. Put your eyes where my hands can see. That's it. <laughs> Put your hands. Put your hands. That's backwards, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Maxwell. Welcome to How the show. Talking all that How jazz with me. How are you? I am fantastic. The question is, how are you? Uh, alive, here, grateful. I know, that's you know? right. COVID had everybody yeah. down. Quarantine had everybody down. I mean, I haven't seen you. We haven't had any good music, right? Then I heard <laughs> off. I was like, let me find out Maxwell is back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the best. Um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I feel like, you know, probably moved this train along at some point. At some point. <laughs> we've been waiting for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, you know, I had other plans and then things got, things happened on top of the plans I had. So my plans got delayed, but we're here and, uh, we're just happy to, uh, that people care still. Are you, you kidding? Care. People, of yeah, course, no, people I'm, care. I follow you on social media as well, and I, I've seen people asking, listen, when are you going to release a new album? When are you going back on tour? And obviously, you know, the pandemic stopped a lot of that, right? But now, yeah. you know, things are opening back up. You're back on tour. You know, I see you got all of these dates. Are you excited to be back on stage? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to just celebrate some time with people just to see folks and you know, um, you know, celebrate obviously this this in, this incredible journey of music that I've been blessed to be a part of, and the people that share that same experience. I mean, for me, it's, uh, I'm excited about that. Um, and you know, I just want the world to go uh, go where it needs to go. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I tell you what, I have no doubt it's going to be a great tour. Uh, I know you have a lot of dates coming up. Uh, I know the album is coming up. I cannot wait. And uh, I know everybody else can't wait to see it. Tell us what we can expect and then uh, let us know a little bit about your album before I let you get out of here. Uh, I mean, you know what? It's going to be R&B, you know, all day, all night, all night, all day. Um, obviously, it's going to just be about, about that love, you know? <laughs> um, Everything with Maxwell is always about love. That's the only thing you need to love. know. <laughs> you know, and um, and as far as the new album, springish, summerish, you know, I'm, 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 I'll be on the road probably at the same time as it finds its way to you guys. Uh, so, you know, hopefully you'll appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I'm just revving to try to like, you know, I'm a little rusty, so you know, I just gotta... It's all good. It's all good. Keep, get them knees rubbed down. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, you know, just trying to get, get my groove back. Oh, you ain't never lost your groove, and and, and I, I'm certain of that. But you know what? I'm gonna have my camera phone out just in case. And I know you'll probably, and you'll be the one, you'll be the one that posts the worst move or the moment. Or see, the, no, no. see, that's how I know you know me, Maxwell. You know I love you. Thank you so much for talking all that jazz. I wish you so much success on your tour. I wish you thank even you. more success on the album, and I can't wait to see you. Take care, baby. Thank you. God bless, and thank you. Thank you for your time. Appreciate All right. You. I'll talk to you okay. soon. All right. Bye. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So I was reading an article by Michael Porter Jr., a star basketball player for the world champion Denver Nuggets. As much as it hurts me to say that, it's true. <laughs> Uh, but he was talking about his upbringing. He, he was uh, speaking glowingly about his mother and father, how they've been together for a very long time. They had several kids. He he grew up knowing what love was and how respected, uh, respectful his father was to his mother and his mother was to his father. And it had been something he'd always wanted in his life. Uh, he's an he's an athlete, going to be, I'm, I'm sure that he'll max out. If, if a young player like that in the NBA uh, does pretty well, they'll make anywhere from a half a billion to almost a billion dollars throughout the course of their career. So he's 25 years old, just won a championship. And he was talking about Steph Curry and how Steph Curry met his wife uh, in, in high school and they're married and have been happily married for a long time. How LeBron James met his wife in high school and they're happily married. But he said the, that ship is more than looking more less and like likely less and less likely for him because he's already a very rich man. He says he goes to a lot of things and you see the woman that that show up and he said they're getting slicker and slicker and it's harder and harder to determine what kind of relationship he can have if it's based on what he's seeing around him. Because we we all the time see 
young women telling us how their places they aren't going to go and jobs you shouldn't have and things they won't won't do. And here you are, this guy who's worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, who's very young and in the market for somebody like that. And, and, and he sees an environment that is permeated with things like that. He sees Drea having a kid by somebody half her age. Like he, so when you contrast that to what he what he uh, what he grew up with, he was talking about how difficult it was and how. You know, that the, he'll go places and there'll be, you know, women that know what they like and are always there. The interesting thing about this is I think it is difficult for anybody to trust anybody in any situation. But when you're a young, accomplished person, be that man or woman, and you haven't met somebody by the time you've accomplished things, it is difficult to, to decide where you put them. It is difficult to decide how much you trust them, what they're in it for. That is something I wouldn't envy anybody is, is, is trying to ascertain why somebody's in a relationship with them. But when you contrast that with about what the things you hear online all the time <laughs> about where you won't go and what you won't do and what you got to have to be with me and all that kind of stuff, it becomes that much more difficult. I think that for me, if I were a young guy, which I haven't been for a very long time, it would be more resonant to know that somebody had taken the journey with me. He's missed that part. It hasn't happened. So it, it behooves him to be prudent and to decide who he's going to let in his life and who he's going to expose himself to and what, what kinds of things he will parameters he will put uh, to make sure that he's safe. But I'm saying this. It's difficult to find anybody anyway. Anyway, in any life, in any in any endeavor, uh, if you to find a life's partner, to find somebody you can stand that you can grow with. But I think you are more inclined to want to be with somebody who you think at least think wants to be with you because of who you are and not what you have. And I think all of us, man or woman, uh, after you've achieved a certain level, that becomes the question. Do you want me for me or do you want me for what I am or do you want me for what you think you can get? So. If you miss the boat on that, I don't I don't mind people taking the time and being pragmatic. I don't mind people lamenting and asking questions because in the end, um, it, it will always be a bit of a question to you. It'll always be a bit of a question is what is this person here for? But I will say this. It is better to take the ride with somebody better to have somebody have nothing and help them grow than to have them wonder what you're there for, to have them wonder why you exist in their world, what they, what you're bringing to the party. And I think that we have an environment right now that is permeated with people who say, you got to do this to be with me. You got to have that to be with me. I won't tolerate this. You can't take me to the Cheesecake Factory. I bet you what? If a dude worth $300 million say you're going to the Cheesecake Factory, I bet you're taking your ass to the Cheesecake Factory, whether you like the Cheesecake Factory or not. <laughs> and that too is a question. Would you go to the Cheesecake Factory with me if I wasn't me? <laughs> and that's the question he needs to be asking right now. That's the that's like the Cinderella thing. If you will go to the Cheesecake Factory with me and don't complain, you might be in the lotto. <laughs> that's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Here to recognize black folk who are making black history today, please welcome Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. Hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. Here to recognize black folk who are making black history today. Senator Cory Booker is today's honoree. Yes, I'm talking about Cory Booker, the longtime senator from New Jersey. He's the chair of the Subcommittee on Criminal Justice and Counterterrorism. He's the first black chair of a Senate Judiciary Committee. Think about it, my brother. 
That means when Cory Booker is not being a superhero, running into burning buildings, saving cats stranded in trees, and dating superstar Hollywood actresses, he is now the first black to chair a Senate Judiciary Committee. I see you, Cory Booker, looking like a black Bruce Wayne. Think about it, my brother. This has been Jamal Kingsley, the militant man, here to recognize black folk who are making black history today. Now think about that, my brother. It's President's Day on the D.L. Hughley Show. And what exactly does that mean? Because, you know, for a lot of people, it doesn't mean anything. A lot of people don't care about President's Day. You know, (laughs) it's just another day. If you're fortunate enough to get the day off, that's cool. But what does President's Day really mean? I think they should change it to Dead President's Day. And instead of a day off, we can get money. You know, give me some pictures of dead presidents. Put some money in our pocket. Now that's something to celebrate. So until that bill is passed, we're just going to keep celebrating President's Day by giving you some of the funniest moments from the D.L. Hughley Show. Hold on for that money, though. Hold on for that money. Hey, that's how we do it. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Well, Charleston White is he like this dude? You saw what happened, there, right? Yep. Yeah. Whatever happened on stage that night wasn't comedy. When Charlton White got into it with those people and hit them with flowers, That's if he gets any line. kind of money, I, I would suggest a toothbrush. I mean, it's, I'm like I'm telling you, it's no excuse for making that much money and no flaws or evidence of using the front of a toothbrush. You can just do that, man. His his mouth looks so bad. English people go, damn, you should. You should <laughs> That there was a song when your mom and daddy were still together. Shaka Khan and Rufus, do you love what you feel? I wonder what Rufus and the Pips and the rest of the Commodores and the other members of LTD and Shalimar, they should all get together. And do what? I don't know. Find new lead singers. They They don't either. (laughs) If you don't Uh, ever finish a sentence in the song, then you're not the lead uh, interesting. Uh, of course, America, we're only a week into 2024, and we already had two mass shootings. One was in Iowa, and the other was at Club Shay Shay. Um, <laughs> that was brutal. Uh, Sid has a stellar reputation. He's lovable. Everybody likes him. And so I would pray you're constantly that somebody would say something bad about Sid. So thank you, Kat. I appreciate it. Um, about time somebody says something bad about yeah. And happy birthday to Dion Cole. He's great in the color purple, by the way. Yeah, I haven't seen that because, you know, it's just Quick. weird that all that brutality set the music. What's next? I'm a style on ice. What are we going to do? Now? <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Give us oh free. God. Give us free. It's it's apartheid, weird. the musical. Yeah, there it is. 12 years of slave. <laughs> Man, let me tell you. Sally Hemings, a love story. No, it's weird. It's weird. Here to recognize black people who are making history today is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. Hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. Here to recognize black folk who are making black history today. Rosalind G. Brewer is an American businesswoman who is the former CEO of Walgreens and the only black female CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Just a portion of her resume includes her being the COO of Starbucks and former president and CEO of Sam's Club, a division of Walmart. Y'all know about that. Roz Brewer, a Detroit native, completed her undergraduate education at the top HBCU Spelman College, where she earned a bachelor's degree in chemistry. 
She's a graduate of Director's College at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, Stanford Law School. I guess I don't have to tell you, she's smart as hell. Think about it, my brother. Roz Brewer is not only one of the world's most powerful business persons, she is also a working mother who is married with two children. Now let's be real. Black women have been running the business of family for centuries. Working three jobs, getting the kids ready for school, cooking the family meals, helping the kids with homework, keeping her man happy, paying the bills and balancing the checkbook, all the while, while keeping the beauty and grace that embodies a black woman. For a brilliant black woman like Ross Brewer, running a Fortune 500 company is a breeze. Think about it, my brother. And don't let me leave out that Roz Brewer received a $25 million signing bonus when she accepted the position at Walgreens. It's about damn time a black woman was paid what she's worth. Think about it, my brother. So here's a black history salute to Rosalind Brewer. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man, recognizing black folk who are making black history today. Now think about that, my brother. All right, it's the D.O. Hughley Show right now. One of, uh, this is a young dude. I see him all the time in the mall buying great cologne that I can't afford. Um, but <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> or at the Nash- Nordstrom's Cafe ordering the special that I can't afford. Put your hands together for Omar Epps. How you doing, baby boy? I'm good, man. I'm good, brother. How are you? Excellent, man. I saw you. Uh, I saw you look younger, man, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> man, you I don't want it more. man. Hey, well, we that's because backwards, right? That's the formula, right? <laughs> yeah, but as long as nobody take an X-ray, it would be fine. As long as nobody takes the X-ray, yeah, me ask, too. I, you, <laughs> you've been around for a long time. You've you've done you've, several incarnations, but you're still kind of viable and relevant relevant in a genre in an area that doesn't really lend itself to that. Like there are not a lot of black people in television or film that have several incarnations that can. That can uh, kind of stand the test of time. How, how do you think you've been able to make that happen? I mean, well, first and foremost, by the grace of God, you know, and um, and secondly, just you know, we put in the work, you know, and I stand on the shoulders of the giants that came before us, the Sydney Portes and and the, the Denzels, and um, you know, we just keep pushing, and, and I'm sure you feel the same way about even your illustrious career. I still love this thing about. I still love what I do, and I still love um, um, telling stories um, and I realized that for me what's driving me now is, is you know the, to try to leave, leave a legacy through the power of imagery for the younger generations to come because I realize now that all of our art will outlast us and that's very meaningful to me now I didn't know that when I was starting out because I wasn't thinking like that I was just a pup you know uh, but to have you know a, a younger generation you know, 18, 19 year old kids coming up to me talking about some of my first films is is really powerful to me, so what's this new joint you're working on right now oh man the, the devil you know um it's me is it about my agent my- it's about my agent it's not about my agent <laughs> <laughs> you you gonna edit that part out <laughs> <laughs> only in court only in court <laughs> nah i think it's a super it's it's a super dope project it's me michael illy is the legend um glenn Turman. Uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway, um, Erica Tassel, Will Catlett. The cast is phenomenal, and it's a really 
um, it, it's a it's a deep examination into you know family, specifically black family, but it's for everyone. But you know, familyhood, brotherhood, it's a tale of morality and redemption. So I'm excited about it because you don't you rarely see us in films like this, right? Like sure, the, of course the, not. The, the quote unquote dominant culture, they get to make films like a um, Mystic River or or The Town or things like that. And, you know, Charles Murray, who wrote, directed the film, who, who I, he's just a brilliant filmmaker and, and storyteller. You know, um, it took us eight years to get this thing done, hmm. which is just astounding to well, me. Of course, because it's know. nuanced. It's nuanced. I can't wait to see it, man. I, I, I can't. I can say this. The only time I've ever been disappointed in you is when you order something that I, that I don't know what it is. That's the only time I've man, ever been disappointed. Man. <laughs> now, listen, I ain't gonna blow you up. You know, I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, when we, when we run into each other, but your bag, you, you had three bags. I had one little one. Stop it. There, there, there he is. Omar F. The devil you know, and apparently he shops at Nordstrom's. <laughs> yeah, man. I appreciate you. Omar. For sure, man. It's always good to see you. The devil you know, Omar Epps and a, and a cast of stellar actors, man. I can't say, I can't wait to see you. You're dope as always, man. Be well, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Love right, your family. Back, right. back at you. For sure. Okay. Hey, it's President's Day on the D.L. Hughley Show. And if you're celebrating President's Day, I know why you're really celebrating. You're celebrating because we finally got 45 out of the office. Oh, man. I'm glad that dude's gone. But unfortunately, all that, he won't go away. He's like a bad rash. But anyway, let's celebrate President's Day by uh, hearing some of the best moments from the D.L. Hughley Show. That's how we do it. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, big warning to everybody if you're in, uh, I guess, a lot of parts of the country. Uh, Philadelphia, Massachusetts, the eastern seaboard. Yeah, it's a cold snap. It's cold. It's cold here. It is cold. In the morning, the wind was crazy. It blew my umbrella in the pool and trees were knocked down. Umbrella? Who are you, Mary Poppins? <laughs> <laughs> and the number one of the top five awesome facts few people know, 7% of American adults believe chocolate milk comes from brown cows. No. It doesn't? <laughs> oh, No. <laughs> it's half and half come from gay cows <laughs> <laughs> not gay but bisexual <laughs> <laughs> these cows not identify as gender neutral <laughs> that's where almond milk comes from almond from gender neutral <laughs> did you see uh, Society of Snow it's really about that uh, rugby team that huh? crashed into the Andes mountain and they start eating each other it was 72 yeah. days like what are you gonna do but they start eating within 5 days right? yeah they did Okay, so the average human being can survive three weeks without food. They didn't even wait to the plane land well, to put no, that freaking hot kidneys. sauce on people. <laughs> it was a great movie. It was. I was eating meat lovers pizza at the time. <laughs> um, this cold weather, I'm not a cold weather dude at all. At all. And man, let me tell you something. And Charlie, my dog, Charlie loves it. He He's loves cold weather. He's a yeah. He's a kid. He has that oh my big God. fur coat. Yeah. I'm at the apartment in New York. I had to walk in when it was snowing. I was so mad at him. He's rolling in the slow. I'm like, it's a good way to get a bandit. It really is. That's how, that's how dogs get left. That's a good way to be homeless. You'll be in a shelter. Keep this up. Welcome back to the D.L. Hughley Show. We're back with four really tough questions to Joy Wallace. Let's see if we can handle with it. Four, four the hard way. Four the hard way. So, uh... 
George, that's all right, right off the bat. The hard way. That's all. That's all sexy and nasty. <laughs> Speaking of sexy and nasty, that's right. Have you ever been accused of a Me Too incident? Oh yeah, because my school teacher, it's, she's seventy nine years old. They just had her some kind of anniversary, but she accused me of touching her, and she wants to know, can I come back and do it again? <laughs> <laughs> Miss <laughs> <laughs> Brewer in Atlanta, oh Georgia. Miss Brewer, great school teacher, love her. Touch me on my support. Home. Yeah, right. <laughs> Baby, can you do that again? But make that feel so good. I wasn't I'm, sure I'm gonna make you stay after school. <laughs> <laughs> I give you some peppermint. So you were talking about Seinfeld. What's the most expensive thing you've ever stolen from his house? Listen, that's my best friend for 42 years. I don't have to steal nothing. I take it. <laughs> I said, he got a jet. Y'all, I got a jet. He got a yacht. I got a yacht. I wish everybody had a friend like Jerry Seinfeld. Me too. Yeah, too. Right? Uh, Me too. Exactly. These broke-ass friends do not do it for you. <laughs> exactly. And people, don't loan people money anymore no. either. Why? I'm changing my name to George. I ain't got no money. <laughs> I lost five friends this year. Not by death. By them not paying me back my money. <laughs> people don't want Jasmine. You owe me any money. I don't. Okay, then you're my friend. Good. I won't borrow any. Either. Don't ever don't do, borrow money from Jasmine either. She's yeah. exactly the same way. I'm gonna chase you down. Well, no, I pay back. I don't. No, I've no. been blessed. I'm the most blessed person for. I, out of all the work I've done, I've never filled out an application. I've turned in a resume. Right. Is That's that because you were right too there. busy finding the teacher to learn how to write? Is that? <laughs> Seventy-nine. <laughs> There's something wrong with Dio. How old were you when your mind just got up and walked away from you? There's something wrong with it. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, what is your favorite your mama joke? My favorite your mama joke is that uh, you tell your mama they caught that rapist so she can stop sleeping naked at night with the window open. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, the really smart joke I do about your mama is they, and uh, she works down in Disney World. She, they call her Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. She's a good ride. Space Mountain. Yeah, Space Mountain. She's a good ride. But the line. So listen, you're the king of Vegas. Yes. Quick question, though. Do you still get pulled over by the cops? Cop pulled me over the other day right here in L.A. And I told the cop I thought I was driving cautiously. I was trying to keep a safe distance in front of the cars behind me. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that See, that's me. Go. I will do some jokes sometime to make you think. Yeah, that would be jokes. I got jokes. I talk about anything. Whatever you want to talk about, I just love going to work because I just lie, lie, lie. You could be the president of the United States of yeah, America. You could be. I could be the president just like that. There There's is. something wrong with y'all too, but well, you know that. I love it. I love it. The militant man Jamal Kingsley is here to recognize black folk who are making history today. Hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man, here to recognize black folk who are making black history today. Ruth Simmons is an American professor and academic administrator. She previously served as president of Prairie View A&M University, a historically black university. As if that wasn't impressive enough, Ruth Simmons previously served as the 18th president of Brown University, where she was the first African-American president of an Ivy League institution. Ruth Simmons was born in Grapevine, Texas, the youngest of 12 children. I guess her parents didn't have Netflix. All they did was chill. Think about it, my brother. The daughter of a sharecropper, Ruth Simmons went on to graduate from the prestigious HBCU Dillard University, then went on to earn her master's and PhD from Harvard University. 
Aside from being the first African-American to head an Ivy League institution at Brown University and the president at Prairie View A&M University, Ruth Simmons held positions at the University of New Orleans, California State University, Northridge, University of Southern California, Princeton University, Spelman College, and Smith College, where she became the first African-American woman to head a major college or university. Well... I didn't need to document all these Ruth Simmons accolades for you to know she's smart. All you had to do was ask a black man. We all could have told you a black woman knows every damn thing. Think about it, my brother. So here's a black history salute to Ruth Simmons. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man, recognizing black folk who are making black history today. Now think about that, my brother. Coming up on the next D.O. Hughley Show, sometimes people really get upset with me, so uh, I'm giving them an opportunity to vent with our segment called... F.U. D.O. Hughley. Plus, we're going to honor someone's benevolence as the human being of the week. It's the D.O. Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator, pull that string. We gots to go. Tout, tout. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. See you on the other side.